the best in the world. I've been the best ever since day one on this microphone, in that ring, even in commentary. And trust me when I tell you, I am the hottest property in this industry today. Nobody can touch me. The only thing that's real is me, day in and day out. I am the best in the world. Do I have everybody's attention now? What up, people? Welcome to another edition of the Salty Thought to Donnie U podcast featuring the one and only Donnie U. Best of what he does. Man, man, man. As you can tell, I'm in a way better mood than I was during my impromptu drop a couple days ago. Um, this edition, I ain't talking about the Knicks. Well, at least I'm not talking about their playoff failures. I'm not talking about their last game because guess what? I talked about it on the last episode. And that's why it's so important for you to like, subscribe, follow, all the other good shit that you need to do to know when I drop. Because you never know when I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of salt out the blue. So, yeah. If you want to, if you want to hear my thoughts on the postmortem of the Knicks, the eulogy of the Knicks, uh, I believe it's last episode, which would be episode fifty-six. This episode, I'm going to talk about the Lakers officially dethroned as NBA champions, and my feelings on. The conduct unbecoming a king. And when I say unbecoming a king, I'm talking about the one, the only King James, LeBron James. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to give you the next installment of what the fuck was I thinking? Can I change my pick? And I will delve deep into the burgeoning rumors surrounding a Mr. Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers, who coincidentally is no longer in the playoffs because he got delimit they got eliminated by the Denver Nuggets. And there's a lot of things swirling about his impending future in Portland or maybe elsewhere. Yeah, I know. When I woke up this morning and saw um, the news and start listening to the rumors, I was shocked that there might be some credence into that. So yeah, that's what's on deck this week. So, without further ado, let's get this shit on the road. Good night, mwah, and goodbye. Bang! Alright, where should I begin? LeBron James. The L.A. Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, the defending, well, former defending NBA champions were eliminated from the NBA playoffs by the Phoenix Suns four games to two. Now, some there's some people out there 
that would say, well, that victory deserves an asterisk. Why, you may ask? Well, because uh, Anthony Davis was hurt the last two and a half games. Coincidentally, are the two and a half games that Phoenix won. I argue the following. Why is it that every time a LeBron James team does not win the championship, does not climb, does not reach their ultimate goal, it's always everybody else's fault and never LeBron's? I repeat, why is it that any time that LeBron James and his team fails to reach their ultimate goal, it's everybody else's fault and never LeBron's. There's excuses out the wazoo. This is the main reason why most players in the NBA, especially those of LeBron's age bracket, his, uh, you know, his draft class, those remaining, and, you know, in close proximity to him, none of those people oh, any, always jump to join LeBron. None of them. Melo was content on playing the sidelines for damn near a season than to accept quote-unquote charity from LeBron, which I respect. I respect utmost. It's always, he's hurt, he's injured, he's tired, he doesn't have any help. Excuse me. You, LeBron James unofficially chose the pieces around you. You ushered out Miguel, uh, JaVale McGee. You ushered out Dwight Howard. You ushered out Rajon Rondo. You brought in Dennis Schroeder. You brought in Drummond. You brought in, or should I say you kept Kuzma. You brought in Montrez Harrell, and then, for some strange reason, toward the end of the season, and especially in the playoffs, he didn't get hardly no burn. You brought in Wesley Matthews. They have a problem with that. When y'all was up 2-1 at the end of game three, didn't have a problem making a mockery of Jay Crowder at all. The whole sideline had no problem with that back then. Right? Now, over the last couple of days, there's been a, a loud, a loud voice, a loud sound coming from the naysayers of Anthony Davis. 
they're blaming him for never being available when it counts the most. They're blaming him for he's always hurt. He's always has a nagging injury. He needs to change his whole off-season workout schedule because he keeps on breaking down. Now, whether that's right or wrong, this was already known. This was already known. He attempted to play in game what, game six. He attempted to play. I, I, I believe he played for the first five minutes before he inju- re-injured his groin. He's also dealing with a sprained left knee. He's also dealing with ongoing tendonitis in his Achilles tendon. When he was semi-healthy, I do admit, the Lakers looked like they were going to advance in these playoffs. Because remember, last week, I was like, uh, can I change my pick? I think the Lakers going to win. But we'll get to that segment down the line. Now, the only people that I've seen in media so far that hasn't been fawning over the King's failures, or should I say fawning over past accolades of said King, only two people I've seen has been Stephen A. Smith and Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose, on multiple occasions, pointed out showing LeBron James failing to get back on defense, not for lack of, you know, uh, uh, not for the fact that he couldn't, it's the fact that he just looked like he chose not to. Multiple times. Remember the end of game five, I believe? Or was it the end of game four? That LeBron left with like five minutes left in the game to quote unquote get extra treatment. Like, come on, dude. That's a bad look. If you was up by 30, you wouldn't have left the team to go back to get some extra treatment. It's uh, it's the ongoing narrative. I guarantee that for the duration of the playoffs and going into the offseason, LeBron James will be the topic of discussion. Top of the list. Top at six. Top of Sports Center. What is he going to do? You can't blame him, you know. Any normal human being when I never came back from that high ankle sprain. <laughs> well, you know, you can't blame him. I mean, they only had like two months off. And he won the championship. And I actually have a statement to say when it comes to that two-month two layoff and the effects that is going on as we currently speak. Matter of fact, I'm going to give it to you now before I forget. Out of the final four teams 
out of the four teams that reached the conference finals last year, only one team remains alive in the playoffs. Let me jar up the memory. I believe those teams were the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Heat, and the Celtics. The Celtics have been eliminated. The Miami Heat has been eliminated. And now the Los Angeles Lakers have been eliminated. So there might be credence to the teams that did go deep into the playoffs last year in the bubble that uh, maybe it might have had some type of effect. There is a flip side. Y'all know I forgot what the fuck I was trying to say, right? <laughs> Living proof, live and in color. The proof that Donnie's memory is slowly swirling down the toilet bowl. Anyway, I finally remembered. So here it goes before I really forget again. The flip side is due to due to the stoppage, the temporary suspension of the season last year. The NBA was on hold, was on pause for over three and a half months. You combine that with the two months in between the NBA finals and the beginning of this current NBA season, that's a combined five and a half, close to six months off. Yes. We are still in a pandemic. Yes. Last year was the peak of said pandemic. But the majority of these players have the means or had the means to not have to pretty much be out and about like the regular Joes out here. And that's no shame to them. I'm just speaking facts. I mean, shit, when people talk about quarantining, I'm like, quarantining what? Like, I had to go out five days, six days a week all throughout this pandemic. And on my days off having to get up early in the morning and stand online like we was back in the 20s. The Great Depression and shit. So, quarantine. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't understand. I, 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 I don't comprehend uh, this word quarantine. Anyway. So, that's damn near five and a half, six months. Now, what those players did in that off time. That was up to their discretion. So, yes, while on one side, three of the final four from last year have been eliminated, does that necessarily correlate in the fact that there was n these, these players are run down and, and they didn't have a chance to recover? Hmm. People was real fresh last year, right? Think about it like this. 
The same thing that people are blaming AD about currently for not being available to his team at optimum, um, you know, 100%, close to 100%. That might have been the case last year if it wasn't for the three and a half, four month break in between when shit closed down and they resumed the season in the bubble. That's why AD was so so spry, so fresh, dominating. And I'm not even an AD fan, but I'm just saying, call a spade a spade. And it's not, like I said, there's no shade to Le King. LeBron is 36, going on 37. I think he'll be 37 to what toward the end of this year. We already been uh, halfway through. So LeBron be 37. He has a lot of mileage. A lot of mileage. Nine straight NBA final appearances. I'm not going to ever knock that. But it is okay to recognize the fact that he didn't hold up his end of the bargain. You know what, what you need on your team. Your Robin, your little bro, went down. And you wasn't able to galvanize the troops, nor were you able to say, you know what, I'm going to put y'all on my back and I'm dropping 50. And that's no fault to you. But I don't want to hear all the fucking excuses. He laid the groundwork to all this shit Leading into the playoffs when he said that little slide shit about whoever came up with the idea of the play in when they fell to the seventh seed should be fired. Is this your king? Y'all remember that? He laid the groundwork to when he came back from the initial injury. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be 100% ever again. He laid the groundwork to all this shit. Fucking Machiavelli the Dawn right there, live and in the flesh. But it's one thing if there's a spotlight on this, but there isn't. The spotlight goes to, yeah, AD. AD always hurt. AD fragile. Really? That's your little big bro, right? <laughs> or your big little bro, or whatever the fuck. You wanted, you wanted him. You made, you made sure that you parted the Red Sea to get AD to walk from New Orleans to the Lakers, and you got a chip out of it. I'm, I'm, I'm watching on TV. I think on a jump or somewhere, probably the jump. They talk about, yeah, LeBron was just ready to go. He was ready for the offseason. You could just tell in his body language like he was just mentally fried. So, so since when there's excuses made for superstars who check out, especially the stature of Le King. So almost, I was going to title this shit the emperor has new clothes.
for all those who don't know, the gist of it is there's an emperor and supposedly there's like a, a stylist, so to speak. And the emperor is just so, so vain. The stylist fooled the emperor into believing that literally nothing was this great clothing. And all the sycophants just slurped it up. But meanwhile, when he went out, he was a fool, naked. I chose, I chose against that, realizing that doesn't fit this at the least. It's just, like I said, it's just a narrative. Now, I... <laughs> I guess I could say I'm 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 very aware of Warriors tw Twitter. Man, listen, the narrative is from 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 that from their perspectives is the following: being the fact that out of the four times Steph and LeBron faced off in the finals, Steph was three and one. And uh, being the fact that Steph won three out of four chips against one-on-one -on -one against LeBron, that uh, that dropped. Remember that dropped LeBron's record to like three and six. So they call they call they call all the sycophants in the in the media that slurp on LeBron the three-six mafia. <laughs> Last year he he won which he won his four so you know three six is dead, but um the narrative on that side is the fact that the media being the fact that Steph prevented LeBron from winning these championships, but the narrative is LeBron is the greatest of all time. I admit he's perhaps. The greatest of this era, not including Kobe. Cause Kobe is right behind MJ. And I just and I'm like I like I told you in the past, I've never been a I've never been a Kobe fan, but I respect Kobe. So for everybody to just allow LeBron, LeBum, LeKing to just jump over Kobe to go one on one with MJ, fuck out of here. For real. But you can't tell me that the media didn't make any and every excuse for why LeBron is supposed to be the greatest of all time. Supposed to be better than MJ. But yet, the greatest of all time couldn't beat. A quote-unquote little skinny, light-skinned dude from Carolina <laughs> that shoot from outside. So, being the fact that, uh, you know, just simple math, three is greater than one, they had to kind of start discrediting what Steph did. Well, you know, Steph, uh, you know, uh, KD put a 
Stephen Warriors uh, over over the top. You know, uh, look at what LeBron had. LeBron had three All Stars, but I'm not gonna even get into that. I I I saw the road open up, and I saw saw myself just traveling down it. And next thing you know, it would have been like 15 minutes of old LeBron Cleveland Golden State take. So I wasn't gonna go there. But um, y'all understand what I'm saying. To be blunt. This is the reason why a lot of like a lot of play like like my next subject that I'm going to be talking about Dame Lillard as soon as he was eliminated well you know Dame should go to the Lakers fuck why 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 does every fucking star have to go to LeBron not so much the Lakers go to LeBron cuz LeBron needs help Is this your king? This is your king? Really? Ask y'all, all y'all LeBron fans out there, my cousin Mike, all the other LeBron fans out there, ask yourself, is this your king? I don't care about anything that he does outside of the court because I salute that man to the utmost. I'm talking about basketball NBA wise. This man, 14 and one now in the first round. He never lost two in a row in the first round until this season. Well, luckily, once again, me not uploading these things on time, shoes fall right in my lap. Late Friday night, news came out of Portland that Portland head coach Terry Stotts was let go of his duties as head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. Coincidentally, a night before, the night in which Portland was eliminated from these NBA playoffs by the Denver Nuggets, Dame Lillard, for the first time in his nine year NBA career showed visible frustration and cracked the door just a little bit of the thought of maybe maybe I gotta leave because it ain't gonna get done over here He posted an Instagram post, or should I say, he po- he made a post to Instagram with the caption, a Nipsey Hussle list, a lyric. Um, damn, I guess the following. Let's say, uh, I'll paraphrase it. Sometimes you got to wonder 
if the dedication is worth the frustration, something to that effect. Forgive me. That's why I didn't quote it. What do you want from me? I'm doing this shit on the fly. <laughs> but um, right there, and you can't tell me that any NBA superstar, which Dame Lilla is, you can't tell me, especially Dame himself, can't tell me that it was done without trying to elicit a reaction. So, the next morning, on the, you know, on the talk shows, uh, pretty much now they're trying to figure out, where, well, where should Dame go? Remember, Dame has four years, four years remaining at damn near $200 million. $196 million to be exact. So, hmm. It's not like he's a free agent. So there's a lot of destinations that you got to realize that just out of logistics and assets wise are no go. The Lakers don't have the assets, nor do they really have the players to swap. I mean, I read last night that um, going into next season four Lakers comprise over $102 million salary $102 million of the salary cap for four players. Excuse me if I'm chopped up and you know kind of not a you know Understandable. I, I apologize because that did sound kind of fucked up, but I'm too far into the segment to uh to erase this shit. So, but you see, that's the transparency that you come to love over the Salty Daughter Donnie U podcast. Anyway, those four players are LeBron James, of course, AD, of course, Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma, which you can say, eh, all right, well, you know, if he was a legit part of the big three but there's no big three there's big two and KCP Caldwell Pope really I mean Rich Paul salute but that man is part of the 102 mil that's probably preventing the Lakers from really making a move of substance Anyway, I, I talked about the Lakers for like t- like twenty minutes. Fuck them. <laughs> anyway, but um, so the Lakers don't have the assets nor the cap space. Now there was rumors, or should I say, yeah, that, matter of fact, there were rumors and reports that the New York Knicks did reach out to Portland, and there was various trade scenarios that I saw. Hmm. Now. One would have to think that uh, Dame doesn't want to come to New York unless he has a running partner. So salary-wise, you can um, put Julius Randle in there 
and maybe a a side piece to it to make the salaries match up, of course, with the draft picks, because Portland definitely is going to bleed you for the draft. But with the leftover pieces and Dame, is that a, a, a legitimate championship team? No, I mean, we only got a big. They're going to want Mitchell. So, uh, no, that's not going to work. A scenario I heard was uh, the f- was the fact that uh, maybe we can get Dame in in the in the uh, in the draft. I mean, without a draft, in the trade, if by chance we can get Kawhi Leonard over to the Knicks, because Kawhi can and probably is expected to opt out after this season, Game Seven later on today against the Dallas Mavericks. Now, you would wonder, would Kawhi want to come all the way to the East after he did everything he did to make sure he was in in L.A., his home? Dame, the same thing. Does he want to come East when his home is out West? Unless it's guaranteed that he's going to have a running partner. Because he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want the Knicks to be Portland West. He doesn't want the Knicks to be Portland East. Hmm. So, there was another scenario that I heard that, you know, a little bias here, you know. perked my ears up, perked my interest up because I'm like, hey, it's possible, you know. I mean, that would be the squad out west. Dame is an Oakland native. Yes, the Golden State Warriors don't play in Oakland anymore, but close proximity is closer than fucking Portland. Golden State does have the assets. Does have a player that can match or closely match the salary. Andrew Wiggins. James Weissman. The Minnesota pick. Their own first round pick. And of course probably various swaps. And then you open the season. With Steph. Dane. Clay coming off an injury. Draymond. You got Jordan Poole. Who they going to stop? I don't know. You got bum-ass Kevon Looney. You got Pascal if we resign him. That scenario was uh, was brought upon by Bart Scott from Barton Hahn. When I heard that, I was like, word, really? Ooh, you know what? That makes sense. That makes sense. Like I said, I'm not going to talk about the Knicks. Not this episode. Not getting my blood pressure up again. But where does it all lead? Where does it all leave? Dame Lillard. Um, rumors have come out that uh, his preference for, head, for, for the next head coach, if he decides to stay, right now he really hasn't expressed a want to leave, but he did say 
changes needed and would be made. That was cryptic, but came to be true so far. But um, the person he wants to uh, be the head coach is Jason Kidd. And I'm like, oh, come on, Dame. Dame, you know better, man. For as much as people would think offensively, Jason Kidd would be great. Look at the teams that he led. They weren't great offensively at all. Defensively, yes. Offensively, no. Now, Jason Kidd, some would say, is only on the staff for the Lakers. Pretty much he's the coach in waiting. It wouldn't surprise me if they get rid of Vogel. Oh, this was unacceptable. First round exit, defending champion. Oh, this this is embarrassing, Jason. I know you want to hear, you know, you're getting that offer from Portland, but we'll give you this job. Jason probably still go to Portland because he probably figured, you know, there's more more room for advancement in Portland than L.A. Because with Jeannie Buss and um, Rob Palenka, where he going? He could be the coach and that's about it. Go to Portland, who knows? Who knows? I don't even know the fucking GM name. Summertime in the city. Summertime in the city. One o'clock in the fucking morning. I'm currently doing this inside my crib. Inside my humble abode. Inside where dreams are made. Yes. And four lives were created. Anyway. <laughs> but I'm inside my house. And uh, you're hearing shit like it's outside. Because summertime... Summer, summer, summertime. Summertime. Yeah. Should be the summer, summer salt. Summer salty thoughts. Yeah. Got a, got a nice ring to it. Summer salt. Or salty summer. Yeah, that's, the, that's it. Hashtag salty summer. That's what the fuck we going with. But uh, under that hashtag, we should talk about some Dame Lillard. Try to get him to New York personally. You know, even though, I mean, if he went to Golden State, that would be great. But personally, you know, I mean, I'm a Knicks fan. Got to get him to the garden. Dame in the garden? Picture this. How about how about this starting five? You got Dame. Right? You got RJ. You got Mitchell Robinson. That's three. Who's who's the other two? Think about it. Who's the other two? Need a shooting guard? Need a shooting guard. And Mitchell Robinson is probably going to be ha- have to be used to get that second scorer, that second that second player to go along, Dame Lillard. So you need a center, a big, and you need a shooting guard. Who are those two? Salty Summer. Hashtag Salty Summer. You know? Who's it going to be? Anyway. I can tell I'm rambling. But uh, this is an issue we need to keep on top of because this can potentially sway 
the balance of power in the NBA and especially the balance of power in New York City. This week's installment of What the Hell Was I Thinking? Can I change my pick? <sighs> Tonight was game one of the Eastern Conference semifinals between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. There is some news that came out of this game. One minute in to the first quarter, James Harden went down with an apparent hamstring injury. So, when I see that news, when I realize, okay, it's two against the Bucks. I'm 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 feeling good with my pick. The Bucks dispatched of Miami very easily. Actually swept them four games to one, four games to zip. I like the way they was playing. They were playing very vert. You know, they was they were defending. They ha- they have a whole bunch of versatile defenders. You have P.J. Tucker. You have Bobby Portis. You have Drew Holiday. Forbes coming off the bench, giving you a little spark, taking the pressure off Giannis, taking the pressure off Middleton. So I'm like, look. With the Nets fully loaded, I was very confident in my Milwaukee Bucks pick. And do you know what happened? Harden never returned to the game. And Milwaukee lost by 14? Yeah, I believe 14. And it wasn't that close. Gone was the way of the way that Milwaukee diversified their offense. Went right back to the Giannis pick and roll, allowing the net, allowing the Nets to pack in the paint, and allowing Giannis to struggle. Yes, he did score thirty-two points, maybe more what I remember 32 he did have I believe 10 plus boards 5 plus assists but it was almost a replay of the past two postseasons Drew Holiday at one point if not at the end of the game, 7 for 19. Middleton didn't bring his A game. Forbes off the bench. Eh. You had Kevin Durant in foul trouble and did not, did not attack him. Like, basically, I'm changing my pick 
and I might hopefully be able to change it back next week. The last remaining reason for me to watch these NBA playoffs, as I've said in the past, is to root against the gentrification nets. I will always root for the gentrification nets. And only because my shoot job was on the other side of town did I not show up in front of Barclays Center like I said in the past. But before their run is over, I'm going to be down there. Hopefully, jumping with joy that the Nets have been eliminated from the NBA playoffs and watching all these front runners, watching all these bandwagon hoppers, bandwagon jumpers. Watch them be pissed off, be upset, and I'll just be standing there like, hey, only difference is Y'all had to work an extra couple weeks, but y'all in the same place as us, home. Getting away, getting ready to go one, two, three, Cancun. But until that day happens, and hopefully it happens before they actually fuck around and win the chip. Right now, I guess. I'm going to have to go with Brooklyn because uh, without Hart, with it seems like with Harden, it wouldn't even been by 14. Because Milwaukee, as much as people have thought that they've had so much firepower, game one is in the inclination of what's soon to come um it doesn't matter if Harden comes back or not they could afford to rest Harden and I saw this interesting take on the timeline James Harden every season has played so many minutes and never got hurt so many minutes so that um, a lot of times when he gets into the semifinals and the conference finals, he's worn down. This year, he tweaked his hamstring and they babied him. And then he was expected to rev it back up for the playoffs. He's not used to that. He's used to grinding. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. But you would think, based on the based on based off the first round, that uh, James Harden going down, Milwaukee should have won this game, whether they was on the road or not. It's almost like the first round was a real illusion, and uh, I'm gonna have to fuck around and change my pick. So. I guess my pick is going to be Brooklyn coming out the East. <sighs> Come on, Milwaukee. 
fuck. Fucking Milwaukee, man. Damn, I lost a hundred fucking. Well, people, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Saucy Doors to Donnie Ooh podcast. Ah. This week was very interesting. This week was very interesting. You know what's real interesting? What's even more interesting? Uh, I could tell you. It's uh, easytree.me slash world of Donnie Ooh. Easytree.me slash world of Donnie Ooh. Home for everything Donnie Ooh. This podcast that you're listening on, you can listen to at easytree.me slash world of Donnie Ooh. Donnie Ooh t shirts, Donnie Ooh sweatshirts, Donnie Ooh. Uh, fucking phone cases, masks, maybe. I should take this shit down because it seems like half the population don't give a fuck about a mask. But anyway, everything Donnie Ooh available at easytree.me slash world of Donnie Ooh. Ha. Shout out to the Black Wrestling Podcast. Shout out to Kyle. Shout out to Ill Fams. Shout out to Drip. Shout out to Math. Shout out to the homies. Ah, next week, another edition will be dropped, hopefully. Who knows what I'm going to be talking about? It'll probably be about these damn NBA playoffs. It'll probably be about the Nets going on to the conference finals. It'll probably be about me losing some more fucking money off of changing my picks. Because change your pick, that means you probably lost. Either way. Uh, this is just, I'm I'm really fucking comfortable because I'm in my humble abode. Even though I do prefer spewing these sorts of thoughts in my car studio. But due to circumstances at hand, i.e. empty bed, hey, fuck it, why not? Share my salty thoughts with the masses once again. I'm fucking rambling, 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 fucking rambling rabbit. Fuck out of here. I will see y'all next week. Goodbye. Bye.
how you doing? Come on in here. Got some hot chocolate in the stove waiting for you. Listen, first things first. Let me hang up that coat. Yeah. How's your day today? Did you miss me? Oh, you did. Yeah, I missed you too. I missed you so much, I followed you today. That's right. Now close your mouth, because you cold busted. That's right. Now sit down here. Sit down here. So upset with you, I don't know what to do. And my first impulse was to run up on you and do a Rambo. We're about to jam me and flat blast both of you. But I ain't want to mess up this $3,700 Lynx coat. So instead, I chill. That's right. Chill. Then I went to the bank. Took out every dime. And then I went and canceled all those credit cards. Yeah. All your charge counts. Yeah. I stuck you up for every piece of jewelry I ever bought you. Yeah, that's right. Everything. Everything. Get fly with me. Nah, don't go, don't go, don't go looking in that closet. Because you ain't got nothing in there. Everything you came here with is packed up and waiting for you in the guest room. That's right. What was you thinking about? Huh? What were you trying to prove? Huh? This with the juice. You know, I gave you silk suits, Gucci handbags, blue diamonds. I gave you things you couldn't even pronounce. Now I can't give you nothing but advice, cause you're still young. That's right, you're still young. I hope you learned a valuable lesson from all this. You know, you're gonna find somebody like me one of these days. Until then, you know what you gotta do? You gotta get on out of here with that alicat coat, wearing hush puppy shoe, wearing crump cake. I saw you with, cause you dismissed. That's right, silly rabbit tricks are made for kids. Did you know that? You without me like cornflake without the milk. It's my world. You just a squirrel trying to get a nut. Now get on out of here.